Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in the today's Sports Stove Podcast. Today we are talking all things college football, reviewing all that happened in the weekend. Let's start off in the Big Ten. Ohio State continues to find a way to not only win, but win convincingly over teams. Anytime someone in the Big Ten is playing against Ohio State, they are playing against the best team in the conference. They're going to bring everything they can to try to win. And Rutgers pulled out a lot of different trick plays and trickery going through, but still can't win. The stat you've probably seen by now, though, Justin Fields, 11 touchdowns, 11 incompletions. That's right, as many touchdowns as he has incompletions. That's unfathomable. Justin Fields is making his way to the Heisman Trophy mansion and one of those commercials. But right now, they just got to stay healthy and keep playing. And he's got a good chance to win that Heisman Trophy. He's got Mac Jones to fight with against Alabama. But outside of that, it's just Justin Fields. He's in the lead. He's in the forefront. More than likely, he is the Heisman Trophy winner. Ohio State wins convincingly 39-27 to over Rutgers. Now, Ohio State is 3-0 and and on top in the Big Ten. They've been successful. There's some Big, teams that, Big Ten teams that have not been successful. Let's start with Penn State. They are now 0-3. Lost the nail-biter in Week 1 to Indiana. Now dropped another two straight and didn't look good doing it. The rest of their season includes Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers, and Michigan State. Not a super tough schedule for Penn State moving forward. Should they win a game or two? You would assume so, but they're going to run into some tough competition. I believe Michigan and Michigan State are both losses for Penn State. Rutgers could challenge them. They need to win these next two, Nebraska and Iowa, to even have any hope of finishing the season off well. Another team in the Big Ten struggling is Michigan. After starting out the season by beating Minnesota 49-24, everybody thought Michigan has finally arrived back in championship mode. Then they lose two straight to Michigan State, their little brother, and Indiana. Wait, they play football? That's right, Indiana. Two straight losses for Michigan. It is getting ugly in Michigan right now for Coach Harbaugh. Will he survive the season? Of course he will. Will he survive after the season? That one, I do not know. There are jobs probably available for him. I'm not sure, though, in the NFL how much people really want to have Coach Jim Harbaugh in their organization. He has been rumored to be hard to work with, especially in the NFL. Can Michigan keep him? Will they keep him? Do they want to keep him? That's all the questions right now. Michigan still has Wisconsin. That'll be tough as long as it doesn't get canceled. Rutgers, that one could be tough. Penn State, well, they stink. 
Maryland, they're playing well. Ohio State to end the season? Yikes. Michigan's going to have a hard time making this season worthwhile. They're going to have to pick it up and pick it up quickly. Now, instead of talking about teams who have failed, how about we talk about teams succeeding? Indiana, 3-0 here in the Big Ten season so far. Quarterback Michael Penix Jr., 750 yards through the air, seven touchdowns, one interception, a QBR of 68.7. Indiana is a legit team. Why? Because they lead by defense. They're a defense-first team. Their defense has played well this season, and Indiana has an offense to go with the defense this year. They put up 38 points against Michigan. They also, uh, this season, have looked good. Penn State, they put up 36 in overtime to beat Penn State by one. They beat Rutgers 37-21. to This team has scored 36 points, the lowest they've scored this season. That's not normal for Indiana, yet here they are, 3-0, and and playing like one of the better teams in the Big Ten. The question is, can they maintain it? They're in the same conference as Ohio State. What does that mean? That means danger. They're in the same conference as another team that's playing well right now, and that's Maryland. Not same conference, but same division. Uh, well, same conference too. But Maryland uh, here is two and one on the season. They got beat by Northwestern to start the season, 43 to three. That didn't look good. Then they come back and beat Minnesota, 45-44, and then they beat Penn State, 35 to 19. Maryland doesn't appear to have a defense, but they do appear to have an offense. Of course, the Tagovailoa's have a, a history, rich history in recent years in college football, but it really isn't coming down to the quarterback quite as much, I don't think, as the run game. But Maryland is putting up the points, two and one, third place in the division, and they're going to have an opportunity to fight for that division. But again, in the same division as Ohio State, that doesn't look good. Northwestern, three and O, Purdue, two and O, Wisconsin, one and O. They've only played one game so far. We don't know a whole lot about Wisconsin yet because we only saw them in week one. We assume that they can push for the, the Big Ten West division, Ohio State in the East, but at least Ohio State has some pressure from the top 10 Indiana University and uh, unranked at this point, Maryland. Moving on to the ACC, the big game this week was Clemson versus Notre Dame. Clemson without their quarterback, their starting quarterback, bring in the freshman. He plays uh, last week as well, comes in, they get... Uh, behind early against Notre Dame, but what happens? They fight their way back. Then it goes to overtime where Notre Dame eventually finishes off number one Clemson, 47-40. to It was a nail-biter of a game. Coach Brian Kelly knew it all along that they were going to win. Of course he did. Uh, Notre Dame now 7-0. and The freshman quarterback for Clemson, I'm not even going to try to say his name, uh, 439 yards and two touchdowns, not bad. What the problem is, though, the run game for Clemson has been very stale, especially without uh, their normal quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne, 18 carries, 28 yards, and one touchdown. That's not going to do the job. He had 57 yards through the air, but still averaging 1.6 yards a carry during that game, that's not going to help Clemson win football games. So, Notre Dame, the question for them is, are they legit? Well, they've got a pretty easy schedule moving forward. All they've got to finish out the season with Boston College, 
North Carolina, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. North Carolina is really the only team on that schedule that says, well, at least they might be able to push them. It's a team that they should be able to play with at the very least. Notre Dame should end the season undefeated, and they should be in the college football playoffs. Clemson, the question for them is, are they still in? For years, you assumed it was going to be Alabama in the SEC uh, and then possibly another SEC team like LSU or Georgia. LSU and Georgia are not going to make it this year. We'll talk more about the SEC teams in just a moment. But Clemson at 7-1, and one, you can argue that because they didn't have their starting quarterback, that they still deserve a chance in the playoffs. The question is, do they have a schedule, a strength of schedule that can push them in? Right, Currently, sitting at number four, dropping from number one to number four, they're going to have to come out and completely dominate teams to hold that number four spot. They play Miami. That's their only legit uh, team that they're playing the rest of the season. Now, or excuse me, they already beat Miami. And that's the only really uh, the game big win that they have on the season. They still have to play Florida State, Pitt, uh, and Virginia Tech, but those aren't hard games. Clemson should finish out the season 7-1. and one. They may not have the strength of schedule to push them in the playoff, even in this weird uh, season. Miami has played well. They finished out uh, a tough game against NC State and winning 44-41. But they also have an easy schedule moving forward. Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and North Carolina. They already have the one loss to Clemson, so they can't beat out Clemson on the schedule, or excuse me, in the rankings. And they've only got one relatively tough team in North Carolina, same as Notre Dame. Miami's probably lost their ticket to get into the playoffs at this point just by losing to Clemson and not having that tiebreaker with them. How about the SEC? The SEC is down to really three teams, Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M. Alabama has LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas left. In a normal season, you would say, well, LSU and, and Auburn should be able to push uh, Alabama at the very least. Well, LSU's really bad this year. Auburn, only two losses, but they're not that good. Kentucky, are they going to be able to challenge Alabama? No way. Arkansas, they are a tough team, but against Alabama, no chance. Alabama's going to finish this season undefeated and number one in the country. How about Florida? Florida's got Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU still left to play. Well, let's see here. Arkansas could be tough, but I don't think they'll beat Florida. Vanderbilt, well, they are horrible. Uh, how about uh, Kentucky and Tennessee? Both of them have up and down games. You never really know what's happening with them, but Florida should beat both of them. And then LSU, last game of the season. Not a whole lot of hope for LSU at that point in time. So Florida, who currently leads the East Division at 4-1, and one, they've beat Georgia, so they got they don't have to worry too much about them. Then you got Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, all of them having really bad years. Florida's going to win the East. The question is, can they win the SEC? If they do, they're obviously in the college football playoffs, but they're going to have to beat Alabama. Texas A&M, they have uh, Tennessee, Ole Miss, LSU, and Auburn left. And so they could come down to a being a one-loss team as well. But Alabama's ahead of them in the West. Chance to catch Alabama is very hard right now for A&M. If we're talking about college football playoffs, in order to get two SEC teams in, Florida has to beat Alabama in the SEC championship. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to see it. 
Currently sitting in the top four spots in college football, Alabama, Notre, Notre, Dame, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Clemson. And right there are Clemson's heels. Florida right there as well. Cincinnati's undefeated. BYU's undefeated. Can either of them jump in? I just don't see it happening. Could there be somebody from the Big Ten jump in and come back and, and maybe have two Big Ten teams? I suppose it's possible if Ohio State uh, wins out. But if they do that, you're looking at maybe Northwestern, possibly Wisconsin or Purdue, whoever plays Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. I mean, you could see it possibly being a one-loss team being in from the Big Ten as well. Then the big question is, is what about the Pac-12? They finally decided to join the party. They've got two teams currently in the top 20 with Oregon and USC. USC's not good enough. You don't have to worry about them. Oregon, though, they seem to have their offense back and running. 227 yards through the air and a touchdown. 269 yards on the ground. Four touchdowns. All of those four touchdowns by different players. Oregon could be tough. They're going to challenge, but the question is, can they get enough games in uh, to be a legit threat for the college football playoffs? They're scheduled to play six games. Is 6-0 and enough to be in the playoffs? Are they going to play a championship? Are they going to have an, enough on their schedule? I mean, they're playing Washington State, UCLA, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington. It's not looking good for them to have much of a shot at making the playoffs. Any team from the Pac-12 uh, having a shot at making the playoffs uh, there. So we come back to the simple point of who makes it in the playoffs. Right now, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. Then if A&M or Florida uh, beats Alabama, uh, well, A&M isn't even playing Alabama uh, again. And so then you're stuck with the simple... Of question of if another SEC team make it, makes it, they have to beat Alabama. And I don't see that happening at all uh, this season for sure. Texas A&M got stomped by Alabama in the second week of the season. And so they just need someone else to beat Alabama to give them a shot. But even then, they don't have the tiebreaker. Consider them out. Cincinnati 6-0. BYU 8-0. Their teams to watch for as well. Could they leapfrog? Florida, well, if they get beat a second time by in the, by Alabama in the championship, sure, they could leapfrog them. But what about Clemson? Clemson's not losing again. Clemson's going to finish the season with one loss. And so the question is, can anybody jump them? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't think so. The best thing for college football is the four teams sitting there right now. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Clemson. They're the best sellers. You've got Mac Jones, possible Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback for Alabama. You've got Justin Fields, possibly the number two overall pick uh, for uh, Ohio State. You've got Trevor Lawrence sitting there as well with uh, uh, going to be the number one draft pick. So you want those three quarterbacks, and without a doubt, sitting there in the college football playoffs with the opportunity to go to the championship game. Then you've got Notre Dame, a little bit not under the radar at least. Senior quarterback Ian Book has played well this season. Over 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, only one interception. A QBR of 79.7. And that game against Clemson sure helps them out as well. Can Ian Book become enough of a name to be a selling point? Well, Notre Dame, all they got to do is finish out with you know, winning. They win, they win, they win, they're in. No problem whatsoever uh, there. One last thing about college football weekend. How about those stinking timeouts at the end of the games? 
Freezing those kickers, right? Does it work? There's an argument to be made that it does. But this time, it kills Virginia Tech. Liberty lining up for the long field goal to win the game. Virginia Tech blocks it. They recover it. They run it back and score. Virginia Tech wins the game. But wait, no. The coach called a timeout before the snap. Liberty lines up again, kicks the field goal, and wins the game. We've got to stop overcoaching these games. You have to understand it's a long field goal as it is. Just take your shot. Go out there, try to block it. Put some pressure up the middle. Whatever it may take. But why freeze a kicker? I'm telling you, if you're going to freeze a kicker, it's when he's close, not when he's far away. You go out there, play it like you've practiced it, and let the game play out as it should. In this case, the freezing of the kicker failed miserably. Coaches are going to continue to embarrass themselves. That's just the way things work. But for now, let's just agree that maybe sometimes we should stop trying to overcoach these games. College football is finally through the halfway mark, and now we're on the downhill slide. How will we finish out? We are really yet to know. But college football continues to impress over and over again as we watch teams uh, playing some overachieving like Indiana, some underachieving like Michigan. But at the end of the day, at least we still have college football. Thank you for listening to today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Go to bellyupsports.com and see all the different podcasts, articles, and apparel that you can find at bellyupsports.com. We are thankful to be a part of the Belly Up Sports family, and again, the Belly Up Podcast Network. We're going to be hopefully coming out with uh, some NFL thoughts as well, recapping the week on the NFL. But until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Here at The Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. 
here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.